Randy. And I'm Claire. And you're listening to Killer Vibes, a true crime podcast. Claire just explained to me why Satan was bad. Yes. So <laughs> so if you didn't know. <laughs> quick. <laughs> yeah. If you couldn't like read the if room you, on that. Yeah. If you didn't know that Satan was a bad person, um, I'm here to tell you he is and he's not a person. <laughs> That's all. Okay. Um. So... The reason we're talking about <laughs> Satan is because we're on episode two of the Corpsewood Manor Murders, and we just left off with Joey Odom and uh, Charles Scudder moving to Atlanta, not Atlanta, moving to Georgia. Sorry, I just automatically go to Atlanta when I think about Georgia. Um, it's a but, good show. Yeah, right? It's a great show. So they move out to Georgia, and they have purchased a 40-acre lot. Um, so... Charles did what we all should do when we're moving from a new place. He sold his house and all his possessions, bought a camper and a Jeep, stole three vials containing roughly 12,000 doses of government-grade LSD-24, and two human skulls from Loyola, and then hit the road. (laughs) Your face. I knew you were going to be very shocked when I told you all of that information. But I was literally, down that's with what it he did. Till the two human skulls part. Yeah, right. What, no. does, what does he need? Decoration, I guess. Yeah, he's a Satanist. <laughs> um, yeah, so he literally does all of these things. He um, steals twelve thousand doses as of government grade LSD, and then takes two human skulls from Loyola University in Chicago. And the university doesn't even notice this until <laughs> these things are found in their house when the murders take place. They don't notice place. that he took 12,000 no. doses? No, because the doses are inside vials, just like three 12, vials. 12,000 of them? But it's worth, yeah, 12, not 12,000 vials. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the way that LSD works <laughs> is there's a certain amount of um, like milliliters in each dose. So they took three vials that contained 12,000 single doses of LSD. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... Just to clarify. Three vials. They didn't take like 12,000 vials. <laughs> I didn't know if they were in <laughs> like, separate. That's a lot of vials. I've never not, done LSD, so I'm not sure how me, that works. Honestly, me neither. I can say that with full, you know, truth in my voice. I've never done wow. LSD before. You're really trying to convince me. Yes. Now I'm questioning you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never done LSD. Okay. So with his lovely skulls, his drugs, Joey, their dog. What else do you need? And a kid. I know. Like, <laughs> that's perfect. That's a perfect yeah. road trip. I mean, I'm not into that stuff, but I feel like he's if you just really Satanist, set up. Like, yeah, I'm happy like, for him. He's got a camper. He's got a Jeep. He's got all of his antique furniture that, you know, he was going to bring with him. Cute. Super great. They're having a good time. So they kind of get lost every once in a while because they decide to move in, like, the worst winter that Chicago has ever seen, that the almost the entire nation has ever seen. Except now. Yeah, except for now. But up until then. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like up for debate whether or not they left in like the end of 1976 or the beginning of 1977. Because that whole span of time, like from December, I think to like mid-February, the nation was like covered in snow. And it was the, the year that Miami froze over. Miami, Florida. <laughs> so... It just was not a good time. So they got lost a couple times, but eventually they made it down to Chattanooga County and they set up camp in the middle of their forest kingdom. Oh, there's not a house there yet? 
Oh, no. It's just the plot of land. It's just the plot of land. So I was kind of wondering why they got a camper. Yeah. I was like, that's not that far of a commute. Yeah, right. Like, if there's a house to go to, you don't not commute, but... Right. You could stay in a motel. There's motels on the way. But yeah, so they are living just on the land for the time being. So they have a camper to live out of. Um, when they like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool. So when they actually reached the place that would ultimately become their home, they actually stumbled upon the carcass of a dead horse. Their well-humored Satanists, they kind of laughed it off, and they decided (laughs) to name their new driveway Dead Horse Road. (laughs) That's what they officially named it. So there's that. And... They decide to name their new manor that they would be creating on the land Corpsewood because of this carcass that they find. So Corpsewood Manor comes into creation off of Dead Horse Road. <laughs> it's fine. Nothing good is going to happen there. Absolutely not. So I think that it's really cool that they built their house and they built it on their own. Like, they didn't bring in a contractor or anything. They just decided to buy all of the raw materials, and they built their own mansion. That seems unsafe. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know if they... Un- Is the house going to collapse and murder them? <laughs> no, of course not. No. Um. So, they actually are pretty efficient when they're building it. They use this system of, like, three layers of brick so that they can insulate the entire place. But they don't put electricity or plumbing into the manor because they want to live like they're inside a Bram Stoker's Dracula, basically. <laughs> like, that's where they want to be. And all of the furniture that they bring with them is actually, like, antique Renaissance furniture. So it's worth a pretty penny. And Charles had inherited a lot of the items because his family's wealthy as hell. <laughs> as so, hell? As hell. Yeah. <laughs> They're so funny. Okay. So we can, you know, actually say that Charles was a member of the actual Church of Satan based solely on the facade of this building. And I'll put all of these pictures up on our new Instagram. Do you want to tell them what the handle is? It is Killer Vibes underscore K as in Koala Bear, C as in Cat, S as in Satan. U as in umbrella, F as in Frank, M as in Maria. Yeah. So that was a weird collection of words, just like randomness. Yeah. So it's at Killer Vibes underscore KCSUFM. Yeah, that'd be easier. But when you say KCSUFM, sometimes it, you know. Well, now we've said it several times. So KCSUFM. Okay. Um, Why aren't you listening to us? <laughs> so I'll put these pictures up on the Instagram for y'all to see, but I'm going to show Randy right now just to get sort of like a feel for the house. Um, if you guys want to go and look at them on your phone or whatever, please do. So keep scrolling. There's more pictures. There's several. Um, but to kind of get a basic description, it's a brick manor house. Um, All of the photos are in black and white, but the brick is red brick, and that's all. Like, it's just this big manor that's made out of (gasps) red brick. What? There's pentagons on the chimney. Yes! So, we know for a fact that these guys are the real (laughs) Satanists because they put pentagons pentagons and pentacles. Pentacles are the five-tipped ones. So, they put pentacles everywhere. 
everywhere. Yeah. Like on their chimneys. They were either definitely Satanists or they just thought that was funny. Yes. A lot of things. So we just, I just wanted to reiterate that because like we said before, there was the satanic panic as it was coined cleverly. cleverly. Yeah, everyone blamed everything bad on Satan. Absolutely. And it was pretty funny. And it was hilarious because he probably didn't have anything to do with any of it. There was that one case <laughs> but, that I'm not going to remember enough details about to be specific, but mm-hmm. it was like a bunch of children got molested out of school and everyone was like, literally, <laughs> Satan, Satan made someone do it. That's not right. No, happens. that's not what happened. Some it's asshole molested a bunch of kids. Of course. So it's never Satan, it's just the person. Um, Also, they had a lot of very macabre art in the manor as well. I'm not going to put the artwork on Instagram because it's slightly disturbing. Um, So if you feel the need to go and look it up, you totally can. Yes, Randy, what's your question? I'm going to be totally honest. I don't know what word you just said. Macabre? Yeah, what does that mean? So it just means very dreary, kind of based in death, not really, yeah. Mansion-y. Yeah. The artwork is not meant for the faint of heart. It is, it's not even grand, it's just death. It's just death. Like, there's skulls and dead things. Tim Master style. Yeah, but like 20 million times worse. And in (laughs) oil. (laughs) Big oil paintings on the wall. So if you guys are interested in looking at them, you can Google it. But I'm not going to put it on Instagram because it's kind of gross. So the mural is at um, DIA. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> anyway. Yes. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, d- <laughs> I did not catch what you were saying. Yeah. The murals at <laughs> Denver International <laughs> Airport is basically what I'm saying. But imagine everyone's dead in those murals. So, okay. So there's actually even a very... Um, eerie self-portrait that Charles painted um, in the mansion and I don't forget the self-portrait it's important and it kind of has this weird clairvoyance to it that comes in handy and I'm not going to tell you exactly how he depicted himself because I'll give too much away but um, it's pretty creepy because he painted it like early when they were first living there and it would ultimately depict Something that would happen in the future. <gasps> Almost to a T. So that's it's pretty, pretty cool. It's pretty creepy. It's cool and creepy at the same time. So in addition to the large manor house that the couple built, they also built a three-story chicken house. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, is that the outhouse? <laughs> what is that? No. So it actually did hold chickens. And it was kind of like their temporary housing situation for a bit Um, When they were actually building the house. Because they would sell the camper. They sold it. Because, like, they didn't really need it anymore because they were going to live in a house now. Um, But, yeah. So, it's a three-story building. The bottom story kind of housed the chickens. But it's the third story that has some notoriety. And it is said to be home to the pink room. Pink? Pink. Yeah. Like the color. Oh. So, do you know any other rooms with, that are assigned with a color that are infamous in popular culture? Um, um okay, wait. Give me a hint. Okay, so it's from a popular book about a room. Yeah, that's a like one color. Yeah. Oh my god! I want to guess it. <laughs> you have not read this book. Give me more hints. It's like a sex book. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you. So okay. it the pink room was said to be a pleasure chamber. So it's like the red oh. room in fifty shades of gray. Oh. I've not read that book. <laughs> Me neither. But I have seen the first movie, I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> it was weird and I did not like it. Um so this pink room was obviously painted entirely pink and I'm pretty sure from the fact that I said it's just like the red room in Fifty Shades of Grey that you kind of understand what happened in there. Mm, yeah. um, so without going into too much <laughs> Above detail. Above the chickens? <laughs> I know. It's Why? Just, I don't you even know. You have a whole know. mansion. Right. And I will post that picture of the actual house. And it is small. It is not like a big space to do lots of stuff in. I just, yeah. Anyway. I mean, it's so, enough space to do that. <laughs> yes. Um, but unfortunately, the only picture we have is the actual outside of the chicken house. We don't have anything inside, like from inside it. But this room did exist. Um, and there also supposedly is a guest book that was in that room that has records a of guest everyone. Book? Yeah. Yeah. That People has... are staying in there. <laughs> well. <laughs> There's some wild parties going over oh, it, going on at Corpsewood. Some satanic orgies. Basically. Cool. Yeah. With a lot of drugs, because they, 12,000 doses <laughs> of LSD. Forgot about that. Traveled from Chicago, <laughs> stolen from Loyola University, along with two human skulls to Georgia. <laughs> so that was the what 70s, they brought with man. them. <laughs> oh my God, it's so insane. They didn't even notice they were missing, which is like the funny part. Did you know my mom writes erotic short stories? I didn't know. <laughs> she does not. No, I'm not kidding That's you. That's amazing. I want to read she one. Ha- I'll send you one. Have you read them? Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't They're never... not about her <laughs> own experiences. No. Are you sure? I am not sure, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think they are, though. Okay, well, there you go. I don't know if I'll read them or not, but that's interesting. (laughs) Good for you, Beverly. Okay. (laughs) So back to the Satanists. So they supposedly had a guest book that was inside the pink room that kind of recorded the names of everyone who visited the room. And, I mean, Charles and Joey were getting around. Like, the reason the book has a little bit of... um, sort of like folklore tied to it though because some police officers say that they never found anything like that on the property and even some of the lawyers that were involved with the trial later on said that they never saw anything like that in evidence um and then in addition to that other police officers said yes we did see it and there uh, are members so yeah yeah so there are members of you know chattanooga county inside the book and that's why they've kind of kept it under wraps um but i don't know (laughs) i don't know if i kind of want to believe the lawyers more and it never came up in trial so it literally was not boxed in evidence Mm -hmm. and i feel like that would have been like instrumental because it had names and addresses in it of the people who had visited the house so the fact that it wasn't in evidence kind of makes me think that it didn't exist. But it's cool to think it did. Yes. You know? I'm going to have to postpone my opinion until I know what this trial is. <laughs> yeah. So um, I also want to point out at this moment that Joey and Charles were not a couple. So it kind Got of it. seems like they're a couple, but they're actually not. They're literally just really good friends that sometimes sleep with each other. Um, so a few of their friends confirmed that they were not in a monogamous relationship. So they slept around. They had 
sex parties all the time, but they slept in separate bedrooms and they never claimed to be in like some sort of polyamorous whatever relationship. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're friends. They have similar values. They want mm-hmm. the same thing. Like Right. And literally no one else wants. So like why not yeah. just do it together? Absolutely. And Charles would call him his his companion. Aww. So they're literally just best friends. Cool. And Satanists. I'm sorry, it's funny. Sorry to Satanists, but I think it's funny. Okay. Yeah. Um I'm not even Sorry about it. The old Satanists, the current Satanists the current are Satanists. pretty cool. Yeah, I am not going to agree with that. <laughs> they don't but. actually worship Satan. They just go do things that are, um, they call themselves Satanic groups, and they will essentially advocate for instances in which they believe there's a violation of church and separation of church and state. So like in Oklahoma, they we used to have the Ten Commandments on our Capitol grounds. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Um, yeah, which is a complete violation of church and state, and I, I agree with that. That yeah. it shouldn't be there. So the Satanists came in, and they were like, if this is going to be here, then we have a right to put this statue of this demon here. And then everyone right. was like, fine, we'll take it off. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, so they go around and do that, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, if they're advocating for the law. Then that's yeah, they great. don't actually worship Satan. They cool. just say that to be, like, the counter to Yeah, to, to like, religion. be the shocker. Yeah. Or whatever. Anyway. So, but, okay, so they're not a couple, but they are both homosexuals. Mm-hmm. So, um, so like I mentioned before, there were some crazy parties that happened at Corpsewood Manor, and guests would actually be asked to arrive days before the party actually started to receive medical examinations from Charles because they were going to be administering hardcore drugs and mixing them with alcohol and a whole bunch of other stuff. And so Charles wanted them to be physically prepared for the events that were going to happen at the parties, which I'm like, is that a nice thing to do? Or I don't even know. But the thing is that he wasn't a practicing medical doctor. So him giving medical examinations isn't (laughs) lawful, (laughs) but, um, He just wanted to make sure that everyone that was going to his parties were going to be safe, which I understand. But at the same time, you're going to be administering drugs that could kill you. Maybe he just wanted to poke around everyone's body. I know, right? (laughs) Maybe he was just grossly sexually abusing everyone. Great. Um, Nobody ever felt uncomfortable about this, though, because a lot of people were obviously interviewed for this process. And a lot of people came forward who were friends with Charles and Joey because they had a very large friend group and most mm-hmm. of them were outside of Georgia. So, um I could imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why the guest book gained such notoriety um because people thought that it had members of the Chattanooga County in the book. Uh-huh. Um which, you know, like that would be a huge deal for this Christian county to have members of their community <laughs> going to gay sex parties. Yeah. Um so, yeah. Not that those are bad things. You can totally do that if you want to go to one of those. Please don't do drugs, though. I'm begging you. Um, LSD is different. I don't even know, man. (laughs) I mean, it's not like... I'm not going to advocate for using any drugs, honestly. No, I mean, we probably should not do that. But it is also not, like, it doesn't have an addictive substance in it. No, it is a very heavy It's just like a fun time and then you're done. To some people. Mm -hmm. I would never do it because I would legitimately freak out and probably die because I was scared. Absolutely. My heart would stop. Out of fear. Yep. 
And that's what that's why he did <laughs> that's why he did the medical exams because there are some people that like react perversely to sort of these sort of hallucinogenic drugs. So you have to be careful if you're going to experiment with anything. But ultimately, probably be safer drinking water and eating healthy foods. <laughs> I think that would <laughs> like, be a fun party. Yeah. Man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it's a fun time. Okay. So, unbeknownst <laughs> to Charles, and, sorry, unbeknownst to Charles and Joey, they unwittingly invited their killers to one of their drug sexy time parties. That sucks. Yeah. yeah, it does. It's the worst. So, the killers <laughs> Kenneth Avery Brock. And I'm just going to call him Brock because that's easier. Um, He was 17 in 1982 in Chattanooga County, Georgia. His family, unfortunately, was pretty abusive, especially his father. And he had been taken in by his friend and eventual co-killer, Tony (laughs) West. (laughs) Um, So... Brock met Charles while hunting, and he had, of course, heard of the gay Satanists who lived in a castle in the woods. I mean, who wouldn't hear about that? (laughs) (laughs) Freaking crazy. Um, But he had also heard that they had free booze and sometimes free drugs. So he went and spent an evening with them after they had met up while hunting. So they did end up doing some consensual kinky stuff. Um, which was actually illegal in Georgia at the time. So mm-hmm. according to Georgia law, any sexual act was illegal unless the two people involved were married. But the age of consent was 14. So Georgia, everyone. <laughs> Just a crazy time. Um, so Brock actually enjoyed his time so much that he went back a couple more times to Corpsewood and eventually invited Tony West, his roommate, to come and drink and do drugs with Charles and Joey. So West is a bit of a different story. He had already committed murder when he was 13. He had shot and killed his... Your face. (laughs) Um, He had shot and killed his two-year-old nephew while playing with a loaded gun. Yeah. Like an accident? Yeah, but according to police reports, the gun had been fully loaded and West pointed the gun at his nephew's face and... Pulled the trigger. So I don't know how much playing could get by. How old was he again? 13. Hmm. Yeah. So hmm. I don't know. It's kind of questionable, but again, he's a minor and it may have honestly been an accident. So Wes had suffered from a lot of mental issues that were treated um, and he went through a couple different um, hospitals and um, pharmaceutical treatments and everything. But they clearly hadn't been dealt with properly because he ended up killing his brother-in-law after he had escaped from prison later in life. Wait, the same guy? Yeah. Oh. West did, yeah. Say that again. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> so um, he had been treated for a lot of mental issues and they clearly hadn't worked because he ended up killing again. West did. He killed his brother-in-law after his brother-in-law had escaped from prison. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So he got off on that. I'm not really sure why there wasn't really a specific reason. I'm sure that there was some, like, I mean, maybe he was shocked to see his his escapee brother-in-law in in the house or whatever and freaked out and shot him. Um, There's a lot of different explanations. Wait, the brother-in-law escaped prison? Yes. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard you say it twice yes. and it did not compute. I thought you <laughs> just said get funny. out of prison. Mm-mm, okay, he, sorry. He, like, escaped. Um, so that whole thing is happening. And West didn't have any money. So he met Brock and they just became roommates to make it easier to pay for rent. So they lived in a trailer home. And that's how they ultimately met. So we're going to end part two. And in part three, we're going to talk a little bit more about how West ended up meeting Charles and Joey at one of their crazy parties. (laughs) Um, So uh, tune in to episode three and we'll dig into that relationship a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Bye. Bye.